On this episode, Micah joins us to discuss how to differentiate differentiate yourself now versus in 2009, how him and his wife run the business without any junior coaches, why they encourage clients to graduate out of their program, and the metric that Micah feels all online coaches should be tracking. As always, at the end, we discuss a tip for building your wealth muscle. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Building Your Wealth Muscle, a podcast about building and protecting wealth for online health and fitness coaches. Each episode, we're going to break down different topics in the areas of business, finance, and tax, and how they pertain to your coaching business. Disclaimer, the topics covered in this podcast are for educational purposes only. This is not advice for your specific situation. Please consult a qualified financial or tax professional before making changes to your financial or tax situation. Now, here's your host, certified financial planner, Pat Darby. Today, we're joined by Hitch Fit founder, Micah Lassert. Welcome to Building Your Wealth Muscle. Thank you for joining us. Excited to be here, man. Thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, We were just talking before we hit record. You got a lot of fun travel plans ahead this year. We do. We've we've already been to Mexico twice and we just got back from Costa Rica for my birthday. And, you know, we're just going to travel the world and and see it and, you know, get a lot of activity and hiking, make sure we get our workouts in and try some new foods and just just enjoy, you know, the the creation of what Earth is. Well, happy birthday. Thank you, brother. Um, So as we kick off, tell us how you got your start. Tell us about yourself and how you got your start in fitness. Yeah. So. In 1997 um, is when I when I started. I, I think my own personal transformation. Um, I grew up, you know, as a skinny kid. Um, I had some insecurities due to the skinniness. Uh, I was an athlete, but I I really, you know, I mean, I, I took it really personal. I wanted to achieve that body that I saw from you know fitness magazines and uh, Van Dam was a big inspiration when I was a kid with Bloodsport and Kickboxer and those sorts of movies. Um, so when I went to college, I got into, you know, kind of having a lot more free time. And I said, you know, I want to get into the gym and, and transform my body, figure out what this is all about. And, uh, you know, over the course of four or five years, I had really transformed my body. And what I learned was from a physical standpoint of building more muscle, that was great. There's some confidence that comes in that and whatnot and eliminating some of that insecurity. But what happened to me internally is what really gained the passion that I am in doing today. And I knew that, you know, I wanted to wake up and do what I loved every day. And that was to help people in a way that would transform their bodies into becoming the best version of themselves, essentially, because I knew that with more positive choices, with nutrition, with fitness, working out, that that alone could help build a discipline that could help them get to levels that a lot of times we, you know, we build roadblocks and all sorts of setbacks in our lives that prevent us from getting to our own goals and our, our personal peaks sure. and in uh, those fears that that limit us. And, and ultimately, I was like, I'm going to get really good at brainwashing people into believing in themselves. And that's what I've gotten good at the last 20 years. And ultimately, we've been able to build a business from it and 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 help people get healthy and fit. So that's also your personal journey started in college getting yes. getting less skinny to start and now yeah um when did you launch the business were you so in business, fitness business right after college no no so um we'll fast forward a little bit 
uh, I got a business marketing degree and then, um, you know, I had worked at a, at a job for about six months making pretty good money. And I was like, I love marketing, but I don't want to do this. I want to wake up and I want to help people through fitness. My family thought I was crazy because I went from a good salary to like $15 an hour as a trainer. Um, but ultimately I found joy and I found happiness. And I said, in time, I'll figure out the money situation, but I need to wake up and do what I love. Yeah. And so I took that big risk and, and did that. And I'm glad that I did. So that was in uh, 2000. Um, and so it's been 22 years now that, that I've been dedicated as a trainer and a coach and whatnot. But um, I transitioned using social media, essentially the MySpace days way back in the day um, to build online personal training. I was one of the very first to launch it in 2006. Wow. And then we, we ended up, oh, my wife and I, we started uh, HitchFit in 2009. So the creation of it started in 2008. And then 2009 is when the online side of the business started. Later that year, we opened up our first brick and mortar gym. Oh, okay. Do you still run the brick and mortars or are you guys 100% yeah, online Yeah, we have two now? of them. We have two of them here in Kansas City and then the online as well. It's a lot of work, but again, we wake up and do what we love. We're still very passionate about it. So the work's worth it. That's awesome. That's really cool hearing someone who was in it back, I guess, at the, the onset, especially because a lot of people got pushed into it because of COVID, yeah. whereas you were a pioneer in it. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it kind of happened by accident. So I started figuring out social media marketing pretty early. Um, and in those days, the algorithms were very simple. I mean, because you could just bombard things and everybody saw it in MySpace days where now Facebook, you know, it's, it's just a lot harder for visibility. There's so much of it. It's so saturated. But back in that day, I'm like learning and, you know, learning the, the methods of what needed to be done to, to get really connected and visible. And so, um, you know, I was a big follower of, of EAS and Bill Phillips way back in the day. You're talking 97, 98, 99 in those times. And, you know, he was really the pioneer when it came to the transformation in general and, and, you know, how he used that as a really big marketing thing. And I had gone through my own personal transformation, too. So it was kind of one of those things I was like, why are not more people doing this? Like, why are more more people not showing the actual result of a of a of a person, the stats like that before and after, like that's such a powerful thing. And so I started kind of doing it on MySpace. And then this girl from Canada reached out and she said, she said, you know, this is 06. She said, you know, I see all of your success with your clients. I would love to work with you. And it literally was a light bulb. And I was like, hey man, like I'll, I'll build you like a little plan. And the first one was, you know, totally, totally generic, not generic, but like very simple comparative to sure. what we do now. And, you know, she ended up losing 30 pounds or 40 pounds in 16, 20 weeks in that range. Wow. So, I mean, it was just, I was like, okay, I have something. And so that's kind of where it had started. And then we evolved it in something obviously much larger, but uh, that, that's kind of how it all started. It was really a question that I needed to figure out an answer for. And then a business became, you know, a couple years later. That's so cool. Yeah. Cause I mean, now people get told to, to do it versus like you stumbled upon it and was like, yeah. Hey, this is, this really well, scales. Like, my I didn't time. know anyone else that was doing it. It wasn't something sure. that I like replicated. It literally happened because there was a question there and I was like, well, how do I work with this girl? And then I was like, well, I can just, you know, I can make you a plan and then we can communicate and, you know, and, and, you know, it's very hands-on and whatnot. But I said, wow, like I can do this and then use power of social media, which, you know, was pretty much free at that point. 
Sure. And in video and pictures and, and whatnot and 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 really launch something here and help a lot of people. And so when we started the business in 09, again, it, it still hadn't really hit at all. And we we hit the market and, you know, from a Google standpoint, from an everything standpoint, you know, we were one of the very first and it just it just took off. You know, That's it's much awesome. more saturated now. It's harder to get into the market now and be extremely successful unless you're very well known or have big marketing budget or, you know, the time and allocation to be able to do it. But uh, I still think there's, you know, ability to, to make a career out of it. Sure. Um, I think that the challenge is, I guess, twofold from what I see, like both the, as the new coaches come in, like how you differentiate yourself, because there's so many people like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. There's so many people that look the part, but they don't have the expertise. And it's yeah. really hard for the people with the expertise to really shine through because I know if for people are trying to find the trainer, they, they obviously want someone who really knows what they're doing. And sure. it's such a saturated area, completely unregulated. It's, it's kind of difficult for the consumer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, I mean, it, I think it's differentiated by the fact of what we call like, you know, Instagram influencers that are selling eBooks as this one one for all jack of all trades program that will help you turn into superman or superwoman right like that's the marketing that i'm seeing a lot of whether it be video or pictures or whatnot they have a huge following selling it for seven dollars a download and whatnot it's it's you know you got to just understand as a as a customer or a client that you're getting the exact same thing as everyone else is getting. You're not going to get that person's time when yeah. you have a serious question. Like, and as a coach, I think it's important to really figure out which direction you want to go too, because, you know, in like our model, it's so much more time into like, there's so much more time that's involved in us creating the plan. Still, we don't use softwares. We still do everything personally for the individual, which makes a level of customization, you yeah. know, really, really high. And then we're communicating with these people too on a regular basis. And so always there to answer questions, whether it be in Costa Rica, Iceland, or Kansas City, like we're, we're still able to, to help them, you know, along their journey. Um, but with that, you know, it's harder to scale, especially if it gets really, really big. Um, it's a lot of time, seven days a week type of work rather than, a, you know, a, a click and buy and, you know, and, and you're, you know, you're getting some money in your bank account. So, you know, I mean, it's just, it, it's a different model. You got to kind of figure it out. And I talk to a lot of coaches because a lot of people will come to me and ask, you know, Hey, what do you do? And I try to explain to them the differences in, in what they can do, you know, if they want to build it from the ground up or use softwares or, you know, whatever it may be. No, I think that's great. Um, so you do some mentorship or they're just, these are just like friends that are like, Hey, what do you, what do you do? Like Facebook friends or Instagram people that kind of know that, you know, what we do specifically and, you know, and they, they, they reach out and ask, um, just, you know, how, how, how I got started and, and essentially if, if I were to give them some advice, what would that be? And, you know, and, and, and honestly, you know, I give back as much as I can because I mean, I didn't have someone at that point that knew this market or this industry. So we made mistakes, but through that mistake, we got a lot of wisdom. And so being able to give that wisdom to others, you know, some people will say, well, you know, that's going to be a direct competitor view. I, I don't think so. I yeah. don't think it'll be a direct competitor because we probably don't have the same visibility. We have different friend groups. We have whatnot. I can't work with everyone, you know, <laughs> uh, but 
the ultimate goal is, is try to help this world become a healthy and more fit place, right? You know, like obesity is a massive issue and, um, and it's only getting worse. So the more people that are helping actually authentically helping, um, you know, the better for this, for this entire world. Yeah. I feel like it comes up on this podcast multiple times. Like you guys are the front lines for healthcare. It's it, at least in my opinion, and a lot of previous guests, like it's not doctors, they're prescribing stuff right out of the gate. And you guys are the ones actually getting people to drop off meds and, you know, just be healthy. So I think it's completely, um, no, like you said, like there's more people I think are even getting into it now in like a post COVID world where the news got, got everyone really health conscious for the last. So if you're really out of shape, I feel like it's more on your mind now than ever. Well, I mean, it needs to be, uh, you know, we knew this at the very, very beginning of COVID and, you know, we got a little backlash for being as vocal as we were about it, but I knew the body well enough to knew, know who was going to suffer. Sure. And, you know, and now the stats come out and it's, you know, 75 plus percent of individuals that suffered either through death or severity of the of the of the virus itself were obese. Like you taking control of your health is giving you a fighting chance. Yeah, you not you're in serious trouble, you know, and so and, and that doesn't that's not just COVID. That's everything. In life. Yeah. The top five killers in America are controllable. Sure. You know? And so if you start eating better, a little bit, it doesn't even have to be perfect. It's just better. And you start becoming a little bit more active, your heart's stronger, you know, you're, you know, more resistance to type two diabetes and high cholesterol and all the stuff that we can really control for the most part. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. And it's been going on so long that for people who decided to quarantine instead of go for walks and get in better shape, it's like, you know, you've had the time. So I, yeah. I'm totally with you. Like it's unrelated to COVID, like any virus that ever hits you, it's going to be worse if your body is completely out of shape. That's Correct. pretty basic. Like if your body is fighting other things because you're unhealthy, then it's not 100% to fight whatever it is that comes into your body. Right. Totally. And so, you know, sometimes I've made a lot of videos about what I call the rock bottom. Like sometimes it takes someone to get to rock the bottom to finally make change or someone, their loved one, their friend, their family, whatnot, dies or gets, uh, you know, a, a severe type two diabetes, something ends up happening where they you get limbs chopped off or whatnot with diabetes, like to then go, oh, wait a minute, like, is what I'm eating here the cause of this? It is, you know, and, and this is where I think leadership in general from every level should should really just give just common general guidelines as far as you know what we need to be eating and just motivating us the news stations all of them regardless if you're left or right or red or blue like give some education out there about you know just what what we need to eat and just just moving a little bit more like it, it's it's just common knowledge you know five ten little steps of getting healthier you know so and motivate people to do that you know we don't have to use fear to do it let's just motivate them what do you mean by motivate? Like from the top down or just give people more incentive? Well, I think you kind of have a, a large group of people that just may not have the education itself 
to, to, to like, they don't know what to do. They don't, you know, they yeah. think eating fruit all day is going to be healthy for them or eating salads is the only thing, the, the way to get to healthy or starving yourself or just doing a ton of cardio or whatnot. And what I mean by that is once you get education, there's motivation behind that, yeah. you know, because then you're like, wow, I, I know some tips here to do and adding those tips in is going to help me, you know, lose a little bit of weight and feel better. And then the momentum kind of, you know, just starts snowballing in a positive way. I love that. hundred percent agree with you. Um, so let's, let's dive into your business model. Like how is it, um, obviously you're a pioneer in the industry. How is it? changed or improved since you started? Well, we've always kept the foundation very similar. So at that particular point in, in, in 08, when we were looking at it and really building it, there wasn't any softwares out there that made things easier. So, you know, we, um, we had to opt to really make everything from the ground up, much like you would build a house from the foundation all the way to the roof, like every little detail mattered. And over the years, how we've kind of evolved it and 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 got it to another level is constantly just adding things in that gives it more education and and more sharpness I think in general for people who are like hey I don't understand this and making it better and and just ultimately creating a program that from step A to that the very end they know exactly what to do with no guessing right it is it is so this is what you do. This is what you eat. This is when you do it. Here's some variety here. You know, everything that you need to know, you know, that's what we ended up creating. Now, we got to a point where software started coming in. And what I mean by softwares are is there's there's for online trainers, a lot of online trainers use softwares and it makes it very easy to put together workouts and and whatnot. And, and uh, you know, you may have 100 workouts on there that you can literally just spit out, you know, and and so with that comes a little less customization. Um, there, there's kinks in the system, in my opinion, when it comes to a lot of the softwares where, yes, it's more time and, and you know, more time intensive to build it from a personal standpoint of, you know, but like, I think the success is higher. I mean, our level of success with clients is 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 so high. I don't even want to risk the chance of of changing the model itself at this point. So we still build everything fully custom and always have from day one. And so wow. we have templates and builds, but we go in and fully customize it for an individual that is at home and they only have dumbbells to an individual that, you know, has, you know, a treadmill and some bands to an individual that, you know, I mean, like. We can make it. We had a we had a a girl in India, a really cool story. A girl in India had a bag of sand and a horse, and we ended up building a whole routine around those two things and activity outside and obviously nutrition for her to lose weight and get healthy. That's like, amazing. And so you know that level of customization added to I think a lot more success as far as our clients. So my client success was always more important than you know our, our bottom line when it came to money and. And that's something that I would always preach to anyone that is going to start a business at all is like, make sure the foundation and your passion is always there. Work hard, work smart and work honest and, you know, and, and be willing to grind. You're never going to clock out. If you're a business owner, you don't clock out, you know, um, go have some fun and relax sometimes. But you got to know that, you're, you know, you're always on. And uh, and that's not for everyone, but for some people it is. No, I think that's great. Um, that that level of customization is 
is pretty impressive. But again, the, the negative to it is the scalability, right? Like if we were to get on a massive talk show or something and then all of a sudden, you know, we sell a thousand programs in one month type of deal like that's, you know, we would have to figure out something really quick, you know, and we've thought about, you know, different things. I still probably wouldn't go software, but I would probably because it's just my wife and I that, that control the online side. We haven't hired out ever for the other any any other trainers or whatnot coming in and doing that. Um, and, and we've, we've, we've done that for multiple reasons, but, but it's just something that we always wanted to have control of. Um, and so, cause we, we knew we were the two people that were always going to be there no matter what, yeah. um, pending that we were still alive. Um, so it was kind of one of those deals where we, we just, we, we wanted control of that. And by doing that, it, it kind of has allowed it to kind of grow the way that it has too, without having a lot of road roadblocks and bumps. So is, there's no junior coaches helping you guys with some of the basic programming and things Most like that? Most people are blown away. Like we, I wake up at 3.30 every morning, even on vacation. Wow. And I have a very, very crazy schedule. My wife is very good at specific things. I'm very good at specific things. And we know our roles and our jobs. And we, we do those things like relentlessly, especially when we're in town. Um, and I mean, we do all of our marketing. I don't have anyone doing any other marketing. I have one web guy that does uh, our, our webmaster stuff, but we do all our blogs, all our SEO, all of our photos for the most part. I got one graphics girl and, you know, I mean, we, we do everything. We got 17, 18 social media pages that I build content, unique content for weekly. I mean, it's, it's endless, you know, like it's a machine that goes. Um, and then we have, we have in our brick and mortars, we have, we have 13 trainers. And so in that world, you know, we're able to facilitate clients for them in one-on-one world, but they don't do the online side. So that, that kind of gives us the ability to keep them really fed and, and doing really well financially and, and obviously happy because they're, they're transforming a lot of people's lives. Um, but from an online standpoint, we, we still control all that side. Wow. That's amazing. So you don't have really any team other than so do you you and your wife both take on clients or is one of you more the marketing business person and the other one's more client focused or how do you guys split your roles both in the gym at least 30 hours a week training clients too wait you so you do in person as well yeah so what time do you go to bed eight o'clock oh okay so eight eight thirty and then, and then so I get like six, seven and, hours and people like my wife sleeps in a little bit longer. Like everybody's like rhythm is a little bit different, right? Yeah. I wake up that early cause I'm, I'm a big morning person. That's where I build a lot of the content for the marketing. Um, she doesn't do as much social media marketing, but she does a lot of, she's a technical writer. She's wrote multiple books and you know, that she's in that world more. I'm, I'm more social media marketing person. So it's, it's building a lot of blogs, building a lot of, you know, just content for everyday posts and stuff like that. And in the morning, there's no distractions at 3.30 because no one's crazy enough to be up at that time, right? Yeah, and actually communicate from a business standpoint, so it's silence. And my mind is clear in the morning, so I'll do cardio or, or whatnot and can work at the same time. And that's that's kind of it's kind of the flow that, that, that we're in, you know? That's um, and again, it's not for okay. everyone, man. Being an entrepreneur and business owner, like it, it's a grind. People don't realize, you know, it's been 13 years of this. Like it's, it's a grind, but for us, it's worth it because we have, we have a freedom too, you know, there's yeah. a freedom to it. 
So, yeah, I mean, you got you said you have a fitness retreat coming up, which is going to be pretty fun. That'll and be I fun, guess work yeah. and work and fun. That's right. That's right. You know, and just be around a whole bunch of really awesome people and hopefully motivate them and, and motivate me. And, you know, it's it's uh, it's yeah, we're we're pairing up with this. Uh, it's really awesome couple, um, uh, Brittany and Travis Just, and they're they're just they're they're awesome, and so we're we're excited to to just to rock it with them. So, will that be the first time you meet some of your online people in real life for the first time? Uh, we, you know, what's interesting is our online clients. So we have a specific percentage base of people who do online that are in Kansas City area. Oh, okay. And we've had people from all over travel in. So if someone wanted to travel in and like do their after photos, we have this like whole, you know, kind of setup for them, whatnot. And so we've had people from Tampa and, and, uh, and Iowa and like all over the place who have come in to actually be able to meet us and, uh, and, and do their after pictures. That's and kinda, so cool. You know, I mean, so that's, that's always a blessing to be able to meet those people because a lot of times, you know, we're communicating through email or whatnot or social media and we get to see their pictures and their body and, you know, the transitions that happen with that. But, but, you know, don't get to have that uh, in-person communication. So that's so cool. So that's like part of the graduation, I guess, from your program. Some people get invited out to do a photo shoot and document their progress. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, if you came into our gym, so one really unique thing that we do at the gyms, we have these giant walls of transformations that have like thousands of before and after pictures on the wall, like our wallpapers before and after pictures. And then we have these larger posters. And so in HitchFit world, it's like, if you can get a larger poster, like that was an awesome transformation, you know, and there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just like weight loss. It's, you know, someone may be going through a whole bunch of really horrific things and they come out and they're, you know, they're a new person, you know, and so it's it's really story driven more than just, you know, how much someone lost. But, um, yeah, it, it's it, it's definitely a, a really positive community. And and for the people that get to come out and experience the, you know, the after the after pictures and in that day and the celebration. And then and then one thing we also do is we like we'll get the pictures, but we won't we won't show them until we release it. The same day so everybody will end up seeing their after and their before and after picture the same day on social media or whatever so it's it's kind of like a christmas or a birthday forum it's just so much celebration and and the hard work that they did and the discipline and dedication so your clients get to know each other as well throughout Correct. the process yes so you're building yep. a whole community yep yeah so covid kind of put a little bit of a kink in that obviously <laughs> but you know, this summer we plan on doing, especially locally here, we'll do some events together and and uh, in the local area. And then, you know, with the retreats and stuff, people people can come from anywhere and, and join us. So that's really cool. So what what's the average duration, if you know this number, like that people stay with you? Because it sounds like with the community aspect, it's it's probably a lot of pretty high recurring ratios. So this is this is the other thing that's really unique about what we did. We made a business choice early on that a lot of gyms, pretty much any other gym that I've ever seen in the world has refused to do. And I get it from a financial standpoint, but what I don't get is people are driven off of what? Results. They want results. They want to go to a place that they know they can transform their body. That's why you go to a personal trainer the most part. The issue with most gyms is most gyms' business model is built off of making money. 
when you do that, you focus on the retention of a client, not the transformation of a client. Sure. This is what almost zapped the passion out of me and my wife because we were in gym systems before we opened up our own gym and everything was about, I never got asked from one of our leaders, how much is your clients lost? <laughs> what I did get asked was how many sessions do they have left? You need to re-up them. Okay. There's a problem with that. There's a massive problem with that because as a trainer, like I think you get in wanting to help people and then the systems, not all systems, especially the mom and pop gyms, the ones that are doing it more right, but a lot of the bigger corporate gyms that a lot of trainers go into day one, like they're really built off of, you know, hey, we want to retain these people and be with them for two to three years. In our particular system, most clients are with us for about 12 to 16 weeks and then they're finished. We teach them everything that they need to do to transform their body. But you're looking at, it really comes down to what their specific goals are too. So obviously someone that has 100 pounds to lose, it's going to take them longer than 12 to 16 weeks. Sure. Um, but someone in that range that has 30 pounds or less to lose type of situation, which is a majority of the population, probably 40 pounds or less is a majority of the population. Um, you know, you're, you're talking anywhere between 12 and 20 weeks and, and they're finished up. Um, now, some of them come back, they have new goals. But what we, we, we say, hey, at some point, we want you to graduate. Some people end up, end up wanting to stay on longer and, you know, and it's kind of our discretion if, if we want to do that or not. But the, really, the system is built off of transformation and, and not retention. So that's kind of how it works. That, that's, that's the big differential between what we do and what a lot of other gyms do. Yeah, no, you're 100% right. Like, I feel like a lot of people are focused on that retention number and... Um, that's safer. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's safer because it's like if I get nine clients, 10 clients, and I know these people are going to be with me for two to three years, you know, that's safer. You know what your money is coming in. Yeah. We're in transformation world. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, I'm going to be done with this person in 12 to 16 weeks and then have to find a new person. But when you think about it deeper, if you're able to market it properly, you're not only going to transform them, you're going to transform every family member they have, every friend they have. The word of mouth is much larger reach than yeah. the individual that's been with the trainer for three years and they've lost three pounds <laughs> and they go out to happy hour with them. Like there's a problem. Yeah. You know, and, it, and it's not so much the trainer's fault as it is the system's fault. You know, they're following a system. And they're going into meetings talking about sales quota meetings rather than what the what the real what what they really should be focused on. No, I completely agree with you there. Um, I mean, most people that I talk to, they they have very similar goals as you. Like it's, um, and I think that's what a lot of coaches, definitely that I work with and that I talk to, they struggle with when they want to get more upward mobility with group coaching ebooks and things like that, which obviously we know can scale your business, but they feel like the, the results drop off because um, yeah. the accountability drops off. So, um, I mean, that's, I mean, I personally have that. I don't do any group financial work. It's all one-on-one -on -one for that exact yeah. reason. Now, maybe I'll change that down the road, but um, I totally get what you're saying. Like, cause you know, if you let people go too far, they'll just stop doing it. Um, and so, I totally get that if you're not results focused, but then again, it's, it's a catch 22 because like some of those other businesses are quote unquote helping more people, but just with less, less individual help. 
customized help. So it's a catch 22, I guess. I think, I think what we know about transformation is, um, I think group stuff is, is effective for some people. Um, some people like that camaraderie, that community comes with that. The issue with group, in my opinion, that I've seen over the years, last couple decades is just that it's harder for an individual to open up the way that they do in a private environment one-on-one. And what I know about transformation is so much of it is not about what the individual is eating or how they're training. It's about getting in here and ultimately helping them change their mindset. And sure. so the setting, because it's so different and, and, and again, you can get motivation with all the groups and get some great workouts in and stuff like that. But sometimes people need a lot of breaking down to then be built back up, you know, and, and sometimes that takes, and, and at least my history, it, it, it's been easier to, to get that to happen on a one-on-one basis, opposed to big, large groups that people may not feel as comfortable opening up to that level. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that completely. Um, you do it in your own world, right? You know, yeah, to like that in a group setting, it like it's not as it, it, it's not as personal. It's it's just it, it's harder to do it that way. And it also gets to a point where, and again, as your business grows, you have the luxury of like maybe in the beginning for like other financial planners, like them getting you join the group side of a program to learn some things because that's what you can afford. Like, Hey, I'm day one in business. I don't have an unlimited budget. Um, but you get to a point where you're like, all right, I, I've done all the quote unquote group work. Now this strategy or this action step, I need to know like specifically what do I do? Don't give me the general gist of what people should do. What should I do? Um, and then I feel like exactly what you're saying. Like now you want to pick up the phone and say, like, what do I do? Like, not yeah. not what does someone in my general situation need to do? Like, specifically, what exercise do I need to do? That's um, right. And that's where I feel like you graduate to needing, like, you graduate out of group. And you're like, I need to get off this specific plateau. Yeah. Yeah. And, or, uh, or just we're just a mix of both, right? You have the one-on-one to get the breakdown in, but you can still go have a little bit of fun with your group because you enjoy it. Yeah. Like you can, as long as they're burning calories, they can get cardio in a lot of different ways. But you know, from this standpoint, we gotta, we gotta break it down. You know, I mean, there's life coaching in there. There's, there's, you know, the counseling side of, of being a trainer. And it's really about, you know, I think being able to wake up and, and be as close to a chameleon as you possibly can and being able to connect and, I think, you know, be vulnerable enough with an individual that they trust you um, to a point where, you know, they know that your heart is in the right place and, and helping them get to their goals. I love that. Um, if you had to pick like one or two of the most important metrics that either you guys, you and your wife track or that you would recommend a, a new fitness coach measure or track in their business, what would that probably be? Okay. So two big things. Um I use uh, Google Analytics. I'm a big I'm a big numbers nerd. I'm not like a money driven person, but I am very like statistics of like when I put this post out, what the analytics and I, I love all that stuff. I'm nerdy with all that. So really diving deep into Google Analytics from a website standpoint, the other, you know, because um, the other thing that comes into play is is a business called uh, SEMrush, SEMrush. And that really breaks down every aspect of your website. We, 
so much of, especially, and I'm talking to online trainers at this point, even more so than, than brick and mortar, you know, you have your website um, with brick and mortars, but you can really kind of location it out, which makes it a little bit easier from an SEO standpoint. When you're doing online training, you're trying to get global reach. So it's just, it's, it's much more difficult, you know, um, from an SEO standpoint of getting that and, you know, what sort of ads should you do if you do ads and, and whatnot. And so, you know, those two tools, I really, I, I watch on a, on a regular basis, making sure your website is up to par, making sure you don't have a lot of errors and whatnot, but also going in and just seeing how everything is performing after it's, after it's launched. So is, I, is I there one particular category of your Google analytics that is your number one metric that you pop into each day or maybe that you yeah. write down? That's, that's a, that's a really good point. So I'm, I'm looking at a couple different things. I'm looking at, uh, your bounce rate of, of how, how quickly these people are bouncing off of the site or they staying on one page, how many pages are they going on? And even more so, I think one of the, the biggest metrics that I look at is how long are these people staying on the site or an individual page and why? And then trying to really determine what that is. We can go into the breakdown of conversion, sales conversions, and you know, how, you know, for those people that are spending a lot of money on marketing and what your ROI is on yeah. that marketing and whatnot. But we, mine is really, you know, um, how many people are coming to the site, um, the conversions from those individuals or page views, and then and then really just breaking down the, you know, I, I think the grid of. Um, you know, how, how long someone is on the site and, you know, and this transfers also over to email marketing because they kind of reflect one another, you know, email marketing, then pushing it to a site or a landing page and then, you know, seeing how it performs based off of your copy or the pictures or whatever that you're using. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty nerdy and something I could talk to you and anyone else for hours, but it, it's something that I've always like really enjoyed seeing seeing how everything is you know is connected so uh, one huge word of advice i would give is is get your website healthy and what i mean by that is so many people build like a very beautiful graphically you know gifted website not realizing that a lot of the guts of it is the words that you're putting in it and understanding h tags and your metas and 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 tagging photos and all the stuff that you need to do to be seen like the best artist in the world may never be seen because he can't get his artist seen by anyone. Right. And so yeah. you got to be able to, you got to be able to showcase that and then utilize all the free ports that you can, which is social media to really push that out. You know, you got to have, you just like you build a business plan or, or somewhat of a concept before you start a business, like every day should also have that, you know, where you have a schedule of what you're going to do. I think that's great. Those, those are great pieces of advice, I think, for beginning fitness coaches. Um, so this is a, obviously a podcast on like building wealth, uh, protecting wealth. What is your general philosophy on building wealth and financial freedom outside of the business? Yeah, so um, what's interesting is we're, we're very faith-driven people. Um, we, we, give a, we give a lot back. Um, and I think uh, with financial success also comes financial discipline and responsibility. Uh, those things kind of run parallel with us. And so when we, when we um, get to a place financially that we're, you know, we're, we're feeling like 
we're, we're doing really well and whatnot. I think we always kind of put ourselves back to where it all started, which was like an attic in $10,000 and building a business from that. And, you know, the, the whole story behind that, that helped us stay really grounded. Um, but also from a financial standpoint, it also helps us to remain in what I preach. And that is, you know, um, you know, spend within your means right especially as a new business owner and I'm, that's really what i'm trying to connect with right now like don't go out there and have the million dollar build if you don't have a million dollars like start it with something simple and an awesome concept and a great service and then build upon that and build and put money back into your business to help it grow from a financial standpoint some some other stuff that we do i mean we're we're in all sorts of stuff from you know uh from stocks and getting into, uh, you know, IRAs and, and, and real estate and, you know, just really have as diverse of a portfolio as possible to have all that in place. But again, going back to the giving side, I think it's really important when you, when you gain success to give back. And that's not always financially, sometimes it's with your time or whatnot, but we didn't find true joy by making more money. We didn't find true joy by, you know, like helping just someone lose weight. We found true joy by giving to people who were in desperate need and didn't have the opportunity, you know. And so we we took on a, a school of kids in Haiti 10 years ago. Wow. And we've we've sponsored that school um, faithfully every single month. And so our heart and our passion, we love fitness. We love all of that. But, you know, um, there's got to be a bigger reason, a bigger why, a bigger purpose. I love that. Um, I think you're my first guest that's brought up like their specific things they're tithing into. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, obviously church and whatnot too, and, and giving when we can. Um, we don't have children of our own. We have a whole bunch of cats, but we have we don't have children of our own. So those are kind of our kids. And we, we, we were part of Big Brothers, Big Sisters and, and Boys and Girls Club. And so uh, come an organization called Operation Breakthrough that's really awesome here in Kansas City, really kids based because we help a lot of adults, but those kids like kids are just different. Like you can say something to a child in, in one sentence that impacts their life forever because that same thing happened to me when I was a kid. So like I, I know that positively or negatively. Yeah, I, I was a part of Big Brothers Big Sisters as a kid and um, this guy named Bill, amazing guy, he was kind of an entrepreneur. He was, you know, I'd never met an entrepreneur in my life. We grew up pretty, pretty poor. And, and, uh, I remember him just telling me, he said, man, you can, you can be anything that you want to be. I don't care where you started. It's where you finish. And, and he's, I, I used the line earlier, but he's the one who told me if you work hard, you work smart and you work honest, you can achieve about anything you want in your life. And I remember that line and it was always cemented in me when I, you know, um, as I was growing and potentially we're going to make a knucklehead choice or something. I thought about that in him and and it impacted me in a way to go, man, one day I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was, you know, at that particular point. But I was like, man, he's he's awesome and he's got cool things and he gets to go golf and play tennis and all, you know, so I was, you know, you see that as a kid. But later on, you realize it's, you know, it's much more than that. Sure. And uh, so, yeah, that that little time that he gave to me over the course of a year, year and a half, it impacted me in a way that really changed me. So I was like, we have to do the same thing. That's fantastic. I That's a great story. 
So. Um, so you said you're still part of that group now. Like now you volunteer your time for young so kids. So we we had a, we had a, we had a kid with big brothers big sisters for uh, four years. Okay. And then he, he kind of graduated the program and whatnot, and we we ended up uh, our, our time started getting a lot less because we were seeing him a couple hours a week every single week, you know, and then. Things got really busy. We were on the board over at Boys and Girls Club, a specific uh, sport-specific type thing that they got going on over in Kansas City. So we did that for a while, and we helped build like a little weights and fitness and nutrition program for the teenage kids that were over there, which was really awesome. And, you know, we just we kind of allow God to just bring those sorts of opportunities in. And then we 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 do our best to stay faithful with it. I mean, that's that's kind of our approach with it. So sometimes we're not out seeking it as much as we are waiting for that opportunity to happen. And then when that door opens, we we for sure, you know, take that opportunity. Another big thing that we really enjoy and it should be focused on is, you know, um, uh, sex trafficking prevention. We've we've done some stuff with uh, uh, Women at Risk, which is a great organization and um, and 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 trying to help, you know, help them get 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 out of that complete lifestyle and get some sort of financial coming in for them. That's fantastic. That's there in Kansas City, that group or uh, they're not in they're up in uh, Michigan, I believe. Okay. Um, but they kind of have like little gift sales. So we'll have some stuff at the gym where we have like little Christmas parties where, you know, the the proceeds end up going back to them and whatnot. But um, uh, through my church, um, they've done some like on the ground type of like serious stuff of you know being on the streets and really trying to help the girls that way too so wow but, but we we haven't personally gone out and done that but but yeah that's that's we're, we're around a lot of that so the opportunity is there that's amazing that you you're helping in those different areas i mean i don't think people understand like even if you don't have a lot like sometimes it's just your time like i think true joy comes from giving back it just does You know, um, the feeling of getting the best present that you could remember, it was awesome, but giving the best present ever was even better, you know? And when we went to Haiti, I didn't realize it like, you know, it's such a poor country. Like I can't, I can't even explain how poor the country is and what they don't have. And, you know, we went to this school and we, we have some video and stuff of this. And I mean, these kids were going crazy, you know, and they have very little, but they were, they had so much joy and they were so thankful. And it was just, you know, it, it, it gets me kind of emotional thinking about it, but the days that are rough that I don't want to wake up at three thirty, I think about things like that. Like, you know, I'm here and a beautiful home and have everything and more in America. And there's so many people that don't have anything, you know? And so I think that's where the true core and the passion comes from. My wife obviously is, 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 you know, uh, her heart is, is right there as well. So it's just, you know, we, we kind of tag team it and, and it just help as many people as we can, man. That's awesome. Micah. Um, this is, this has all been extremely valuable content. I appreciate it. Um, if our listeners wanted to learn more about you and your company, what's the best way for them to find you? Yeah, just hitchfit.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram too, uh, Mr. Hitchfit, and my wife is uh, Miss Hitchfit. So it's, yeah, it's, um, 
it's you, you can find me at both of those places. Uh, if you ever have any questions or whatnot, just shoot me a message. I again, I work seven days a week. So and, and if you write me at three thirty, I'll, I'll write you back. If you write me at seven or eight p.m., I probably will be asleep, but I'll get back with you the next morning. <laughs> Perfect. Well, all the links to everything that Mike mentioned will be in the show notes. Um, thank you so much for joining us on Building Your Wealth Muscle. You bet. Again, thank you for the opportunity, Ben. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us this week on Building Your Wealth Muscle. Make sure you visit our website, darbyba.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. While you're at it, if you found value, we'd appreciate a ratings on iTunes, or simply tell a friend about the show. That would help us as well. For more information on the topics covered, you can follow Pat on Instagram, at patdarbybiz. The download from this episode is available in the show notes. And if you want help building your wealth specifically, Pat Darby is currently taking private clients. The link to book a call is also in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.